I'm Megan Mitchell. This is my co-host, John Morrison, and you, yeah, you, <laughs> are listening to the True North Race Podcast. Ain't no hesitation. Got me going crazy. Keep it moving. I'm tuned in to True North Racing Podcast that you need if you got the need for speed. John Morrison interviewing guests in the industry. Hey, short track, stop car racing. Gotta get it hype. Saturday night under the lights. Hear the engine booming by. Smell the gas and feel the vibe. Going into overdrive. Drop the flag, then the car zooming by. Hey, True North Racing. Let's go. All right, guys, welcome back to a new episode of the True North Racing Podcast brought to you by Joe Media Promotions. I'm your host, John Morrison. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 80. Well, we made it to episode 80, you guys. This is a, this is incredible. This is amazing. Um, this this week we are having. I got I, I got to say, probably a, a very special episode. Uh, this is one that's been talked about since Chris Lawrence came on at the beginning of the season, and we are hosting. A, the entirety of BT Racing. Um, so we are going to be joined here in just a little bit by Chris Lawrence, Joe Lawrence, Cassie Howard, and Phil Givens. Now we were going to be also joined by Miss Penny. Uh, unfortunately, she uh, uh, she's recovering from being sick. So Miss Penny, we wish you all the best and hope you get better soon. Um, man, guys, we this is a so as you as you guys can see again. Megan's out. She's still in the process of moving. They don't have Wi-Fi at the house yet. So unfortunately, you guys are stuck with me once again. Um, so we don't have too too much to talk about or too too much to to cover really as uh we prepare before we get uh BG racing to come on in here in just a little bit. Um you know. So let's there, there's yeah, like I said, there's not much, but let's get into our pace lap. Uh, so over the past, I guess you could say couple weeks because we're going to an every other week's, uh, schedule. Um, as you guys know, last time our episode was like really, really short and I'm, and I apologize to Keegan for that. Um, I came, I think my, my kids both came down with something. I just caught the tail end of it. Uh, and between a couple of family emergencies and whatnot, it would just, things happen. And yeah, so, uh. Uh, Keegan is going to have a better episode made for him and we're going to get him back on the show sometime in 2023 and we're going to hopefully who knows maybe we'll be chatting with him when he's a champion uh, at Peterborough um, as you guys can tell I'm still trying to get over it uh, other than that guys we uh, on my end there's not really too, too much to talk about we're getting up around the Christmas holidays now there's uh it's 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 crazy time just trying to get everything ready to go for Christmas uh, between Jacqueline and the two boys, um, the, their family. Uh, you know, it's 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 crazy. And this is gonna be the first Christmas since becoming a dad nine years ago that I will not have my kids on Christmas Day. So I don't know how I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I have no clue what I'm gonna do. So hopefully, uh, uh. Hopefully I can make it through. I uh, love having my kids on Christmas. It's it's one of the uh best holidays uh in my household. Um on this past Friday, uh may she rest in peace. My mom uh would have celebrated her 57th birthday uh just uh on Friday on December 9th. 
<clears throat> so heavenly birthday to my mom um cvms uh we're gonna jump over to the cvms here we have been busy the least on the back end of stuff um young drivers of canada came back on uh as title sponsor for 2023 we have a whole new committee with tj marshall at the helm as the president this year um what else there's there's some nice structure that's going on behind the scenes that look like it's going to be it's going to be a good season we have 10 associates i believe jay said we also have uh all nightly sponsors are sold um it's 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 setting up to be a nice year so it's going to be fun hopefully we'll see what happens um on the uh, jomo media side now this side i'm is is been a little fun lately if you guys have been st- sticking to our uh, social media pages uh, and joelmedia.ca, we have been busy getting drivers signed on. Uh, currently to date, I think we have 10 on the website. I'm just checking up right here. <coughs> Three, six, nine. Wow. Nope, I'm wrong. Three, six, nine. We got 12 drivers. We have the 0 4 of Sarah Gianni, the 8 of Ricky Wilger, the 9 of Madison Teen Camp, the 14 of Scott Tanelli, the 16 of Alex Stewart, the 16 of Mike Thompson, 18 of Jared Morphy, the 28 of Nick Tooley, uh, the 28 of Cam Thompson, 38 of Brandon Feeney, the 43 of Jay Pepin, and the 73 of Rick Mitchell. Now, of course, we haven't even ended uh, 2022 and we got 12 drivers signed on for next year. And we had 29 last year that ran with us uh, full time last year. Um, So if you guys want to join Joe media uh, on our promotion side, contact us on uh, um, contact us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, check us out on Joe media.ca. And uh, all our package information is up there on the website. Go take a look. Um, there's, a, if you go to our driver section, you guys can see exactly what we're what we're doing. We, each driver has their own web page, essentially, on the on the website. So it'll have pictures, updates, uh, where they race, crew, sponsors, and it have links to the sponsors, pictures, and if they've done an episode of the True North Race podcast. You're gonna find the link right there. The video is gonna be in their in their page. Um, what else is there? There's a lot of cool things on uh, I think that are going to happen in 2023. Uh, I'm still working on a few things. I'm trying to get a few things lined up for myself. Um, we do have a couple more drivers lined up. So if you didn't hear your name called, don't worry about it. It's not that I forgot you or anything like that. It's just that. You were that that's just calling out who was there. So, like, I know Michael Kenny. Uh, I think there's a couple more drivers I've got to add as well. Um, but so far, guys, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a great year. I'm excited for it. Um, another new thing we just had week one of the Joe Media Street Sox series. And I got to thank Don York from Ignite Racing League. <coughs> Uh, he, him and I reached out a couple weeks ago, we started chatting and, uh, we, we were able to get ourselves hooked up and he's going to host our, 
uh, iRacing stuff through Ignite Racing League. <clears throat> and in return, uh, I am going to do a little extra um, social media plugs for for them. So you're going to catch um, some winners here. Maybe at the, at the end of the seasons, we're going to have uh, um, at the end of the season, at the end of their respective seasons, we are going to have the champions come on. <coughs> or if we got a slower night, we'll bring uh, the winner on, the most recent winner on. Uh, so Monday night in their JP Alfonso Studios GT3 uh, series, they went to Circuitous Villeneuve and it was, where's the race here? <laughs> Sorry, Giancarlo Scheleman finishing at the top spot. Uh, on Wednesday night for the first Joe Media Street Stock Race, uh, it was Connor James taking home the fi- the first victory for the Joe Media Street Stock. Next up is the race at Hickory on Wednesday. Uh, for the GT3s, their next race is Monday at Long Beach Street Circuit. <laughs> and the final race of the week was the Hot Rod Setup Series. Hot Rod Setup Cup Series. Uh, they went to Watkins Glen, and it was Daniel Ott going to victory lane with Trey Lapsovich coming second, Connor James rounding up the podium. And their next race will go Thursday at Michigan International Speedway. So you guys are going to be able to catch our little write-ups there on joemedia.ca in our latest news section, so go take take a look at it. We will also have the links for those races, except for the street stocks. Uh, we will have the links for the GT3 and the Cup Series on the post as well. So that way you guys can go take a watch, uh, go have a watch of it. Uh, McConey entertainment does it. So they, they do a great job. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, stay tuned to some of that stuff that we got going on over there. Other than that, guys, there's nothing. I think, I think I may try and squeeze in a Christmas episode before the end of the year. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, Christmas, new year's episode. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, guys, it's 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 so crazy to do the the stuff we got going on behind the scenes because sometimes I feel like I'm stressing out. Um, then that some things are getting dumb. I'm trying to remember that I'm trying to enjoy at least some of my off season before we before the grind really starts again with this stuff. Um, so if you guys don't see me post a whole lot, don't worry, I'm still being active. I'm just trying to get stuff done behind the scenes. Um, before we start putting content out. Oh, the one thing, before we get into our guests here, the one thing I want to talk about quickly is a good friend of mine is hosting Change for Change. If you haven't heard of it or haven't checked it out, it is a, in an, I guess you say an interactive light show, because that's exactly that's what I think it is. Um, it is an interactive light show, and it goes on up in Arthur, Ontario. And it is, was it Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday Friday, they have half the show Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday. They have the other half of the show. And on Sundays, they roll out the full hour. Um, it is an awesome display of lights, video. Uh, Scott Tinley puts a, a ton of time and effort behind it. Um, all the money. pro. So he is raising money for Grand, oh, Grand River Hospital. Yeah, Grand River Hospital Mental Health Ward over in Kitchener. Uh, he has an opportunity to buy a bed. He's trying to raise it $4,000 this year. Um, last night, last night I spoke to him. 
he said he was about, I think, between 25 and 3,000, which is great. Um, who knows what could happen? Hopefully, we can see. Who knows? Maybe, maybe he'll have five grand by the end of uh, um, by the end of December. So it runs now every night uh, till January first. So from now till January first, get check it, check out Change for Change on Facebook. Uh, get the address. Go take a look by it's it. One show is thirty minutes long. Go take a look. Go have a watch. Bring your kids. They'll have a blast. Trust me. Um, he showed me a couple of the cool things he added this year. And uh, let's just say I have one of them. I had to go grab my phone. And <laughs> I went and grabbed my phone and absolutely just uh, had a whole lot of fun as he added Lil John featuring the Kool-Aid Man. Uh, All I Want for Christmas. It's it's If you haven't heard the song, it's pretty good. Um, but he's got that on. So it's yeah, like I said, if you get us got a minute, go take go over, take a look. Uh even if you can't make their make it up to them, uh, you guys can always support change for change by donating. They do have, I think, links on their on their Facebook page. Um go leave a donation. The money is going directly to the Grand River Hospital, it's going to a great cause. Uh can't can't thank Scott Tonelli for doing that uh each year. He he doesn't do it for uh doesn't do it for anything else but for the love of it. I get to get I can tell you guys that much. Uh but I love it. He loves it. Uh it's a great show. If you have like I said, if you haven't if you're near us, if you're near Arthur, Ontario, go take a look. It is absolutely fun. Uh other than that, guys, I think that's gonna cover our pace lab. We don't nothing, we never got anything submitted for checkers records. So <clears throat> on each Sunday, I'm gonna to try to get a post out shortly after we really re- release who our guest is gonna be that week. Uh submit and asking you guys for questions for our checkers or records, and we're gonna and we're gonna get our opinions. So, like I said, we're bringing back checkers and records. It's gonna be a little bit different this time. We're doing it with a twist. Checkers we like it, records we don't. Uh, and the topics you guys are submitting them. It's not us. We're not going to go through online and find topics we want to discuss. We want you guys to submit them. We'll discuss them and we'll have some fun with them. Other than that, guys, I think it's time to bring in the one, the only BT Racing Team. All right, guys, this week on the True North Racing Podcast, this is the biggest group chat we're going to have and that is going to be and we're joined by bt racing how's it going everyone good good okay. good <laughs> well this, this is weird because i'm usually having like a co-host so like having everyone here having all a whole race team here is definitely going to be new for me um so we're going to start off with my top left here which is phil phil how was your 2022 season Oh, it was pretty good. Um, we had some solid finishes down at Delaware, a one heat win. Obviously, uh, Joe, um, you know, kicked our ass every week pretty much. Um, but it's okay when the car comes out of the same shop. Um, other than that, uh, Nicole's car performed pretty good. She got a couple wins. And uh, my zero car, unfortunately, uh, it broke when uh, I needed it to be good. So, um it was good though. I had a lot of fun at Delaware and working with Chris and, you know, he's always bouncing ideas and sending me pictures of builds and it, uh, it's definitely, uh, been fun season. 
that's that's really good. And you know what? Congratulations to uh, Nicole on getting a couple wins for herself this summer, which was fantastic to see. Um, I want to dive in real quick in how yourself, Chris, came up with this deal for you to run Delaware full time in 2022. Um, so uh, I believe it was 2021. Um, I wanted to hit up Delaware. Uh, the zero card, just some cage rules. I'd have to add some bars and stuff, and I'm, we all know I'm lazy. Um, and uh, yeah, so I messaged Chris about this rental program, and uh, yeah, he uh, he offered the ride. For the, I think it was the seventy-five lapper, if I'm not mistaken. And I f- I fell in love with Delaware Speedway. Um, five laps in the speed and everything. And, uh, you know, we talked more about doing this this past year and it came together and hopefully we can do it again this year. That's awesome. Uh, Cassie, welcome to the show. How was your 2022 season? Well, we had some really big wrecks <laughs> this year. Um, weren't technically my fault, just at the wrong spot at the wrong time. The BT Racing Banquet. I'm pretty sure I got an award to go along with that. <laughs> but um, I was the top placing female at Delaware. So that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, so you're you're in the process of getting a new car for next year, as far uh, that I know of. Um, how's how's that going along for you? Oh, or is that more or a question for Chris? <laughs> <laughs> It um new car never left our shop. <laughs> um, I'm driving Joe's car next year. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, Chris, you had a hell of a season. You traveled here, there, and everywhere. How was your year? I it it was good. It was busy. Um, Delaware stuff had Phil and Joe and Cassie and everybody drive. <laughs> Um, so that was good. Uh, managed to travel a little bit to Flamborough, got up to Sauble once. I still haven't made it to full throttle, uh, which we'll try and do. And then the hall to Peterborough. Phil tried, but couldn't convince me I couldn't do both in a day. So it would have been fun to go up and try that. But I think I probably would have had about the same luck as the zero car. So uh, all in all, good, good season. Um, just looking to gear up and see how we can revamp for next year. Try and do more. Absolutely. And we're going to, we're going to go down here to Joe, who is the 2022 bone stock champion at Delaware Speedway. Welcome Joe. How's your 2022 season? Um, well, I don't think I can really complain about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was definitely a lot of fun. Uh, just trying to beat some of the competition that was in the field. Uh, obviously Chris gave me a, a good car to start the year off and we just worked on it all year and got it to where it needed to be for me. And just from there, just had a really good year, lots of luck and lots of, I guess, teamwork. And, you know, it's not just the driver that goes in that puts, puts the car in victory lane. The thing's got to be maintained and ready to go and not fall apart on you. And Chris did a good job with that one. I was going to say, it seems like Chris did a really good job for everyone. Uh, Cause every time I was watching the Delaware broadcast on uh, from Rogers TV, 
it always seemed like either one of y'all's cars was always on screen or it just seemed like there was multiples of B2 racing cars on the track. And I know at one point you guys had, Chris, you had about like what, eight, 10 cars at the track at once? Uh, most we did last year was nine, but we typically yeah. had five or six. So there was a handful of cars on the track at all times. We usually had a, a car in each heat race every night at Delaware and they had I think three heat races most nights yeah it was uh it, it was great watching you guys because obviously me being from Brampton it's a little difficult for me to get make that you know commute on a Friday night to Delaware so I got we got to give a big shout out to Rogers TV for broadcasting all those races down at Delaware or else I would never know <laughs> what what the heck's going on down at uh, uh down down to the big track down there um I want to go back up here to Phil because Phil, you've been a, I got to say a dominant force essentially in bone stock racing the past few years. I want to know how you got into racing and what, and why, why you love racing in the bone stock so much. Uh, yeah, I got into racing. I think it was 2000 and ooh, probably eight or nine in the mini stocks actually up at Varney at that time. Um, and, uh, I ran up there and then down at Flamborough and started to travel more around 2012, 2013. And then, uh, Nick Clark had this sweet deal on a Sunfire, which I bought for, I think it was 600 bucks. And that's the car, the zero car still today. Oh, and that wow. was in 2000. Yeah. I started with it in 2015, I believe. So it's it's been a good car it's been a good piece there's a lot of wins under its belt big wins and uh yeah i still got it it needs some updating but it'll get there all right is that something that you guys are going to do over the off season or just kind of take your time on it actually you know what the last i've been focusing more on the program with chris because with Chris, we have a good deal together and I want to perform for, you know, not only my sponsors, but Chris's sponsors. And, um, I found more enjoyment racing, you know, at Delaware Speedway. It, it's so competitive. Um, you know, you go to sunset when I bring the zero car to sunset or, you know, wherever else I want to take it, it's at the front. And with the 50 car, it was just, I had to learn how to drive it. It's set up different. And actually, you know, racing at Delaware Speedway made me a better driver um, because I'm not scared to go three wide at Flamborough or where, wherever now. And um, I think that showed at Frostfest. Um, we had uh, some some fast cars. All the BT cars were at the front. And uh, it just shows how much it helps as, uh, um, like as a driver being at Delaware. That's awesome. Uh, Cassie, I want to know how you got involved in racing and especially how you and Chris got, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh, and how you, you, you and Chris got hooked up here and, uh, racing your own car. Um, so I grew up around the track around Delaware, actually. Um, my dad drove trucks since it's been a division at Delaware. And then he quit around like 2010-ish or so. And um, then Chris said, I guess, said that he was building a car and that he needed a driver. So my dad's like, well, Cassie wants to drive. And then 
I ended up being the first developmental driver in 2016, I think it was. Yeah, there was a there was a small conversation that took place in uh, the beer tent, I believe. <laughs> I wasn't uh, there, so I couldn't say. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say I wasn't sure how many of the details you know, but there there was a few beverages involved, and uh, and what I thought was was a couple race deal turned into a full season, and now I think what we're going on eight years. Something like that. That's awesome. And how so obviously being the developmental driver for BT Racing, how's that been for you? How have you been enjoying it working with Chris and Joe and all them? I mean, we live across the street from Chris. So <laughs> walk there. Um, but it, it's been fun. Sometimes, you know, Chris takes on way too much that he can handle. And but <laughs> we're there to like if he ever needs a hand, they go and help him. That's perfect. Uh, Chris, you and I talked a while ago. Um, you were actually our first guest on, on the 2022 season of the True North Racing Podcast. Uh, you guys had one hell of a year as a team in general. Uh, you, I can't remember. You guys collected what? At least... Nine, I think it was a nine team, nine wins all, all across the board here, or uh, 13 wins Thir- yeah. total between Delaware and Flamborough. Okay, yeah, because I just can't remember how many because I remember my number because it was like 30 something across all the drivers for general media, so I can't remember how many, how many of those were from you guys alone, um, which obviously took home top spot compared to everyone else uh you know it was uh the partnership we 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 clear we started this year was fantastic because i thought you know we we talked about it early before the rental program and and what you were wanting to do for the sport was essentially help smaller business help grow the sport in general and i gotta say first of all thank you for Slapping Joe Media on uh, stickers on the side of your guys' car for the summer, and I got to thank Phil, Cassie, Joe as well. You guys, you know, thank you guys for running the sticker. Um, uh, what now? My question is actually this would lead to my question is what did you, what did everyone think of the of what I've done? If you guys had seen what we were doing over the summer, from the write ups uh, to the updates, what did you guys think? For for me, it, it's great. Um, you kind of fall into the same category as the guys at Rogers and and short track musings, inside track. Anybody that does the write ups or coverage for the the local racing that we do, uh, it it just helps us as drivers and teams uh, promote the sport itself. I mean, you guys, you guys will get more exposure than an individual like me or any one of the teammates will do. So it's really good to have those write-ups and have that exposure that like you, you'll be in touch with a lot more people than I would on on the social media stuff. So it keeps, it keeps us out there and, uh, and definitely does a good job for promoting our program. I really appreciate it. Well, first of all, thank you for the for the for saying that because like yeah, I wouldn't put myself on the level of inside track, but that <laughs> that's definitely some kind words there. Um, 
yeah, like I said, I got to thank you for even shouting me out in victory lane. I, first of all, I got to say thank you guys. Cause honestly, I was, as soon as I heard it from, from you, Chris, down at Delaware the one night, I was like, holy, what the hell just happened? I, I, I was sitting over here I'm like, that's weird. That's different. Um, but yeah, like, like, you know, I, I love working with you guys throughout the entire summer. Um, I know sometimes I may have forgotten a driver or you, <laughs> I, I, I'd release it not knowing, you know, oh yeah, I got the, this car this week as well. I'm like, dude, what the hell? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't make it easy on you. You know what? There was times where other drivers didn't make it easy on me either. Uh, I had another guy from the CVMs who'd also run the pro challenge stuff. And he'd, he'd hit me up. Like I posted, he's like, you know, I'm running the pro challenge this week. Right? I'm like, no, why, why wasn't I told this? So, you know, you always kept me on my toes and trust me when I, when I had a few extra minutes at work, I need to make sure I took care of that within minutes. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to get down here to Joe real quick because, uh, Joe, you, you've gone from, in my opinion, you, you went from winning the, the APC late model series championship and now you've won a bone stock championship. What is the difference in the, obviously there's a huge difference in equipment. I'm not, that's not where I was going with that. But what, <laughs> what was the difference for you driving wise to manage yourself from the hundred lap races you do in the pro late to the, uh, to even just the front wheel drive aspect of, of the bone stocks. Well, what's the, what's the biggest difference for you there? Um, I definitely think honestly, the biggest difference would be just the mentality you have to bring into the race, you know, like your, your APC races, you go out there and the first 30 laps or so you're just, you want to get through manager stuff and just not wreck anything early on where the bone stocks, it's kind of, you know, you got 25 laps to get to the front and you're not the only one that's trying to do it in five per se, you know, there's, yeah. there's guys I've, I've made the mistake before of, you know, saying that I, I typically did it at Flamborough for a while. I would say I'm going to go the first five laps easy. And then by the time I was working my way to the front, you know, there's two or three guys that said I'm going on lap one were long gone. So yeah, it's definitely a, a just a difference in how you start the race. You want to be a lot more aggressive and get to the front and be the first one to the front, especially with like the top five guys. I feel like it's, it's possible to pass them, but you definitely have a very big advantage if you're the first one to the front. I, I was going to say, I feel like with the shorter races, um, it is definitely a, a, a fight to the front first. I heard that all last year in the CVMs, you know, they win 25 laps and it was like you, you essentially within the first five laps fight for your spot after that, settle down, make your moves. Um, now, obviously with a bigger, now obviously with Flamborough, it's a third mile, not very big. You do have to go really quick. Um, I just see the hand wave over there from Chris's. Screen. Yeah. Pe Penny's back. <laughs> Um, so obviously a bigger track at Delaware is, is there still much that you have to still be aggressive or can you still take at least maybe a lap to really get your feet wet before going all out? Uh, no, I really don't <laughs> think so. Cause to me, Flambro's Flambro's a little tougher to pass just because of how wide the track is. Yeah. 
you know, you have, you know, it's almost the opposite of what you said. Flambro, you, you more have that chance to, to take a quick second because you can see what's going to unfold. Delaware, you get the restarts, and, you know, by the time you guys get to turn one, there's people three, four, and <laughs> even sometimes five wide. So you, you got to go, and you got to go now because, like I said, the, the top five guys, um, I'm going to use Rabido as an example. I've, I've passed him after we've worked through traffic, but to pass him, it took me five, ten laps to try and set up a move and, you know, have him slip up and give me the opportunity. Well, 10 laps in a 25 lap race is, is a long time. So if you're sitting there behind a guy for that long, it's makes it a lot tougher to get up front. Okay. See, I would have thought the opposite. I was, I'm going to be honest with you, but the fact that down in Delaware, you got to be a little more aggressive off the start than you do, than you would at a track like Flambro, um definitely changes perspective um, for, for myself. Uh, I want to go back to uh, Chris right here. Where do I want uh, you? You we'd always talk. I would always chat. I always message you about Wednesday or Thursday um, to figure out who your drivers were that week in some of the cars. Um, obviously, besides the standard ones like Phil and Cassie and Joe um, and yourself, obviously, uh, you were definitely. I I want. I'm going to call you out here. You were definitely a madman this summer. Uh, <laughs> taking on so many projects you had to get done. Uh, <laughs> you always talk about late nights and no time. Uh, I want you to talk tell us a little bit about what, like what, what your weeks would look like leading from Friday night, finishing Delaware to next Friday night when you had to go back to Delaware. What was that week like for you? Uh, the, the Friday night to Saturday was always interesting because Phil, he did his part, uh, Cassie as well. And Joe usually towed their own cars. Um, but I would come home Friday night after the race and there would be cars and trailers parked pretty much everywhere. Um, we'd kind of, some we'd park in nice spots and leave them for a day or two. And then some we'd kind of just have to deal with in the morning. Um, but we would usually get everything kind of parked and situated and then figure out depending. We were really fortunate. Like everybody, everybody did a good job of bringing the cars home and in one piece for the most part. I mean, we were running for like 30, 35 plus cars every Friday. So there was weeks that not everything went as planned. Um, so props to everybody else on the team, because I think I tore up the most stuff. So, I mean, I ended up fixing my car more than everybody else's, which was fine. Um, but then, yeah, we would, uh, we would do the basic maintenance on every car. And then uh, depending on who we had renting for, for the following week, we would kind of tailor the car. Uh, so I had the automatic car, which had like, two different seat positions depending on how tall the driver was so we could kind of gear it towards a shorter driver or a taller driver depending on who was renting um and then sometimes we had there was a while through the season we had uh, another competitor borrowing a car so matt langford was in uh cassie's dad's mike's car um and then 
it would just kind of go from week to week. So some, some weeks we ended up having a couple extra cars. We just tried to put out there and, and then depending on who wanted to run them, we would, uh, it, it could change as, as much as I think Friday, Friday afternoons, I was getting calls from guys that were sick and needed somebody to run their number or, or guys that needed to ride because something went wrong with their car loaded up Friday afternoon or stuff like that. So it, it always changed, kept us busy. I was, I, honestly, I would, I would assume it would keep you busy. Now, <laughs> near, near the end of the season there, uh, you guys, you and Joe started helping out uh, one of your friends in, in uh, Mr. Jane and Chapman there by running uh, a late model for him. You you were telling me about that one a little bit. Uh, what? Obviously, if 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 you want to give a backstory about what happened with Jaden's car, please do so that way it helps the listeners. Uh, but I want you to tell me what you guys had to do to that car to get it ready to go out to the track. A lot more than we were planning on doing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so originally we had planned. Uh, Joe was going to come drive for me and all of the payouts that he got from the season was going to go towards uh, gearing up my late mom. Um, I had more or less everything together for that car. Um, not quite competitive enough for APC, but definitely, definitely could hold its own on the weekly Friday and Saturday shows if we wanted to travel. Yeah. Um, so we weren't ever really planning on doing much of anything full time, just funds and team and commitment and stuff like that. Yep. So Joe was the crew chief for Jaden all season, which is the reason he won race and did really good. Um, and then I was his spotter, which really didn't have anything to do with how he ran on track. <laughs> um, so he unfortunately just just had he needs to change his number from 13 and maybe not paint the <laughs> car black but he had the worst luck this year um so by about mid-season he was capped for his budget and then he had some engine issues which fortunately he caught soon enough but that meant that he had to send it out for repair and not wanting to spend crazy money to get it back in the next week uh we kind of geared up our car uh a little bit earlier than we were kind of planning on we would have liked to shake it down and test it and kind of do a little bit more because we were we were a little all over the place with the pandemic and not sure what we were doing late model wise um so we had a lot of gremlins pop up really quick uh, Joe did a good job of saving the car when uh, so we had the left rear rotor completely explode just into I don't know how many pieces I found it all over the car um, but Joe locked her down and luckily we didn't get hit so there wasn't a ton to fix other than the broken parts and then we went back out and had more bad luck and and then we ended up having to do a little more chassis work than we uh, had originally planned. So we're in the process of 
reevaluating our late model program. But um, when J anyways, to answer your question, when Jaden had engine troubles, um, Joe kind of pulled the trigger and, and, and we decided to gear up the, the 28 car and renumber it to try to keep them. We were going to try to keep them in the top 10 to finish the year out. And then as soon as we put the 13 on the car, we had the same luck he did. So it wasn't that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it just, we just couldn't quite put her all together at the end of the year. Well, you know, that for obviously that, that was great for you guys to do that for uh, a good friend and Jaden, um, a good friend of yours and Jaden uh, to even go out there and run his number for at least a couple of weeks to, to, to help him out. Um, you know, I applaud you guys for working your butts off to get that car ready and uh, get it out to the track and, and try to help out a friend of yours. Um, I want to jump back over here to Cassie real quick. Uh, how, so obviously we know about your 2020 season. We know how you got involved in racing and started. Uh, what's it like for you to be running the track at Delaware and, and running that big oval there? Um, I really like Delaware. I tried Flamborough during the COVID season <clears throat> for like one race and um, I didn't make the race, but I didn't really like the track either. But um. I might try it again because we found out that we had a broken spring, but I don't know. You're but gonna I, try it again. I'll try it again. Fast. <laughs> <laughs> you got You gotta go right. Yeah, you gotta go race Phil there. Yeah. I was gonna say I'm sure that I'm. I'm sure Chris is gonna find a way here soon to be able to pile about four or five cars onto a single trailer and bring them to every event. Um. I, I want to go back to you because Chris, you, <laughs> I, I was running this. I wasn't running obviously because I don't, I don't run, uh, race with you guys or anything like that. But on the Saturday, I was, I was at the track with the CVMs doing my media stuff, and I think it was the day before on the Friday. Chris goes, "Hey, I'm thinking of going to Flamborough tomorrow. I'm going to be showing up in something special. I'm like what the, what the hell are you doing? I can't remember if it was the Friday or the Saturday, but you know where I'm going with this, right?" All of a sudden, he goes, he's like, check, check this out. And he sends me a picture of, he's like, both cars fit. I just mis mismeasured. And you had to take the front <laughs> bumper off your car, something like that. And here he comes rolling in in this trailer, and both cars are piled in there. <laughs> it, was a, it was a small mismeasure on my It was part. small, yes. I, I forgot about a cabinet. That was, that was, it is what it is. Misjudged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that, that was when we figured out that we could fit two bone stock cars into an enclosed trailer if we take the front bumper cover off and chain them together. So it's not ideal, but it worked. Hey, it's, it worked. And like I said, when I, when I saw you pull up and I just see the one trailer next thing, you know, we'll come back over and both cars are out. I'm like, where the, where the hell did the other car come from? Funny story about that. Tech was sitting, waiting in my pit after first practice because I went out without putting my bumper cover on. Oh, and no. they were over there to say, you have a bumper cover for that, right? And I showed them the trailer and said, no, I, I needed to take it off so I could 
I could load them both. And then I was a little late. So I wanted to make sure I got practice, but yeah, I'll put the bumper on. So I had to put it on before the feature, but we were good to go. Yeah. Uh, I want to jump back up here to Phil real quick. Uh, Phil, you've, you've raced for quite a while, obviously now. Uh, What has been the biggest race to date that you won and the, and you got to see your most proudest victory you've gotten. Um, it would have to be autumn colors. Uh, what was that? 2021. Um, it, you know, it's the biggest, it's like the crown jewel. I won frost over fest in 2018, I believe it was. And, uh, autumn colors, there's just so many cars out there. I've, I've the only track I haven't won a feature on is Delaware Speedway and 2023. Um, yeah. <laughs> hopefully we can, hopefully I can get that done. You know, that, that'll be, that'll be a, you know, I would be happy calling it quits if, you know, after the season, if, uh, if I could get that done. Awesome. You know, I, I do feel like nothing's like a bigger win than uh, autumn colors because that is uh like you said, that is a crown jewel event. That's the last race of the season. Obviously, unless Frosttoberfest got rained out for one of their two days, and then <laughs> a lot of people got to go back after after Autumn Colors. Um, but yeah, like you know, I hopefully you do get that win at Delaware. I'm I'm gonna be rooting for you next year for sure. Want to see you get up there, and you know you got a heat win this year, so I uh, wouldn't mind seeing getting out in victory lane there in 2023. Um, we're going to jump over here. To yeah. Our... Like, you know, th- this year, uh... go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say like this year, it was just Joe was my issue. Um, <laughs> the guys, Mine too. Me, so... <laughs> yeah. Chris is not a good driver, but, um, Joe just, ba- he hits the restart so good every time. And I, I just, you know, he was the reason that I didn't get a win this year. I'm I'm always going to blame him, but I'm going to, hopefully he sets up my car next year and we get some more speed out of it. I'll have to set it up if I'm not out there. <laughs> <laughs> he said yeah, fat, fast lap just win. went to whatever you're running. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, let's jump over to our fan question period here. As you guys saw earlier today, we put that out there on social media that you guys were coming on, and we got some fan questions. You guys ready to answer them? Sure. All right. (laughs) (laughs) The first one comes to us from William underscore Trillium. What is your favorite (laughs) tracks to race at? Let's start off with Phil here. It's a toss-up now. I used to love Peterborough Speedway. Um, I always like Sauble as well, but... um, Delaware has just kind of won me over this last year. Um, it's just so fast. You know, Peterborough's the same style. You're off the brakes um, and you let it roll the centers. And um, But, yeah, I'd, I'd have to say Delaware is my number one now. All right, Cassie, what's yours? Between Delaware or Flambro? Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> Just Delaware. Just Delaware. Yeah. Uh, Chris? Uh, I would probably be in the same boat as Phil. I mean, I really, I haven't run Peterborough. Um, From what he tells me, it's 
probably a track I would like. It's just three and a half hours away. Um, I I love Delaware. Uh, I love going to Sobble. Sobble's so much fun. Um, it's another one of those. It's a haul. Uh, I love Delaware. It's it's in my backyard. It's it's my playground. Um, but I mean, it, it it's a close close runner up to pretty much every other track. I mean, Flamborough's fun for for the people that you go to race and then Sobble's just an awesome track. Grand Bend's got its own character and then like like I say I've never run Peterborough and I really feel like it would be a fun track to race. Um but there's it, it just goes to show there's a lot of really good tracks around the area. So Delaware Delaware's number 1 for me. You know, I want to touch on that real quick. You are correct. I think I do believe all the on all the Asheville Asheville tracks we do have in Ontario do produce some of the best racing. And depending on the series that runs it, they they do hold their own and can't hold a candle to another division that runs that same track. Because like mm-hmm. I'm still I'm still begging for the legends to run the go kart track at Flamborough. That's I would love to. I don't know about any of you guys. If you guys have seen how small those cars are, I feel either put the pro challenge and the and the legends cars on the go kart track. I would just love. I want to see an exhibition race of that. That's it. I don't think you could do the pro challenge. Just I don't think the so either. Base on them, yeah. but I think you could get away with the legends if the guys were willing to run it. I mean, they did one up at uh, Grand Bend this year. Mm-hmm. Right, they made they made a legend track uh, in the parking lot, I think, up there. So, no, it was or what uh, was it? I'm pre- so right next to the oval track, uh, the motorplex, yeah, has a road course that they run bikes oh. and stuff on, but it's all flat, like it's it, it's all the same elevation across the board, yeah, and there's really no banking or anything into it. But Grenben did run a few road course races, which I didn't hear much of, but they did do it. Yeah, because I, I remember here, I know the Great Lakes Legend Series uh, ran it there, but I thought it I thought it was in the parking lot or something like that because that's what I was seeing. Uh, I, I I obviously now looking back on it, I could have been absolutely absolutely wrong, which I clearly I am. But that's what I thought it was. It was all done not in the parking lot per se, but like close to it, kind of thing. That's what I thought. No, the yeah, the mo the motorplex there up in Grand Bend, they have a road course that they run a lot of uh a lot of the street bikes and stuff. Okay. They 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 run a circuit there. So okay. I think they did a road course race there with a few different divisions. I'm not sure what all ran it. Yeah. Like I said, I just I just think that'd be a great race. I think that'd be a cool ex- little exhibition race for them to run. Uh, going down here to Joe, what is your, what is your favorite tractor race at? Uh, this is a very tough question that I get asked a lot of the time. <laughs> I don't really, it's hard for me to pick a favorite cause I really do like all the tracks. And as Phil and some of the other guys have said, just each track kind of has its own unique character that just makes it a lot of fun to race at. And I've never, uh, I've never really gone to any of these tracks and just not liked it. Like it's, <laughs> it's kind of funny. You're saying you can't compare each division at each track. 
I totally agree with that because like Flamborough, I absolutely love going to with the bone stock car. Um, it's a lot of fun. Everyone has some good, clean racing side by side. Uh, but then I go there with the late model and it's just, I hate it. <laughs> I don't really like to try and move people out of the way. And I just feel like that's the kind of racing that gets produced when you put the late models on track. And it's, it might partially just be because, you know, like the top 10 could just be within a 10th of a second. It's, it's very hard to pass at a track like that with the late models. Yeah. But if I had to pick a track, I would probably have to say Jucasa just because, you know, I miss it. It slows down. It was a very nice <laughs> to go to. But then next up, well, really, it's all, all the tracks I enjoy. But like Chris said, Delaware is just in our backyard, and it's it's a great track. And the new ownership that took over just make the atmosphere there a lot better. Um, I made really good friends with the tech officials this year. But <laughs> I think they really like my face. So yeah, I think I got everything. Yeah, alive. they they love you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like I said, man, like you're absolutely right. You can't hold a candle to anything else. And you're right, like the the, the late malls at Flambro, there there's a reason why the track is also called Slambro. Right? <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm gonna be honest, there's a reason why. Like the it, the bone socks do you put on some of the best racing there week after week. I, I'm I'm gonna be by I'm gonna be partial. Uh oh crap. I don't even care remember the word now. I'm gonna be a little uh whatever the hell the word is. Uh I gotta say this: the between the Bone Socks and the Canadian Modifieds, they put on the best shows there week after week. In my opinion, that's um, bias. That's the word I was looking for. Bias. <laughs> um, now, our next question comes to us from Jess H seven five nine. You guys are pretty fast. You have your VVTs hooked up. <laughs> I like the question. <laughs> That that would be our newest driver to the team. Uh, that that's Jesse Howard. That's Cassie's little sister. So the answer to anybody that doesn't know the Cavaliers is yes, yes we do. Uh, that's up to Tech to figure out. Um, <laughs> they they can check it. Uh, that that's fine by me. I, I uh, I'm pretty good with what our cars have going to the track I, th- I think they can figure it out <laughs> don't you laugh phil don't you laugh <laughs> make sure it's unplugged <laughs> yeah euro four cavi motors tuned up i know it <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh our uh, our, our next one comes to us from max underscore borland underscore seven What's your funniest moment of 2022? And we'll start off with Phil again. Um, well, Chris does his own vinyl <laughs> and uh, him and Penny. And um, I showed up to the racetrack. And of course, I have a princess on board sticker on the back of my <laughs> race car that I'm running. And um, it's just the little things like that, you know, it's all fun and games when you're around them the whole time. And, you know, the atmosphere is always good. And um, I rocked that sticker this year. I didn't wreck a lot of stuff. Did and usually you, I'm rough on equipment. Did you see Joe's hood? 
<laughs> yeah. The cat. Where is the cat? Uh, she or he's a shop cat, so he's out yeah. there. <clears throat> so probably sleeping in the race car. Yeah. Yeah. Cassie, what was your funniest moment of 2022? Um, I would have to say filming our interviews that we only have one posted of. <laughs> um, yeah, when when are the unaired ones coming out? <laughs> we lost mine, so we'll have to redo. <laughs> Aren't you the film person? Yeah. <laughs> it was the assistant to lost it. Yeah, te- technical difficulties. <laughs> Was, there's a lot of bloopers that were in our year-end BT racing video. So, all right, you need to put all those out because I think that'd be great. Put put them up on the BT racing TikTok page. There you go. We'll work on it. Yeah, that that's <laughs> that's yeah, that's Cassie and Jesse at work there. Any of the any of the magic you see on Instagram or Facebook, they get the credit for. That's definitely not my wheelhouse. <laughs> Don't know if driving was much of your wheelhouse this year. (laughs) That's why you don't have a ride next year. (laughs) I'm going to win all the races. Well, one. (laughs) Bill has to win one. (laughs) One. Just one. Just one. All right, Chris, what was your funniest moment in 2022? So I, I saw this question. And I wanted to say sitting on the back of Cassie's car and then somehow the bumper fell (laughs) off, which was caught on video. And I thought that was funny. And then Penny was kind enough to remind me that when I won, not only did I drop the flag when I got onto the roof, I fell off the wall when I climbed the fence so I think not not for me. It wasn't the funniest for me. I didn't think it was that funny. But uh, that would probably be my funniest moment from the 2022 season was winning a race and then dropping the flag and falling off. The, yeah, <laughs> I, I broke that bumper. Yeah, that one there. Yeah, that was the face. What happened? <laughs> No, they couldn't, Joe. I broke the zip tie. That's what happened. Yeah, Yeah, I was too late to pull zip ties to fix it before the race. Yeah, this time you get two zip ties. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, Joe, what was your what was your funniest moment in twenty twenty two? That's a tough one. Um, I find a lot of moments funny, and I don't know if everyone else finds them. <laughs> I know I had a lot of fun going to the shop and working with Chris, but I'm not sure if he always enjoyed it as much as I did. <laughs> I definitely did not. <laughs> definitely did not. I think I'm funny, but I don't know if he agrees with me. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, you're gonna go. You're gonna go with the. The sway bar dilemma, the lead where you couldn't see it. Like, yeah. What, yeah. What was your funniest tech issue moment? 
the funniest tech issue moment. Oh gosh. I like your muffler. I like your muffler. I like was my vote. Uh, I remember I, that was my only DQ this year. Um, and it was for a flex pipe. I remember them trying to tell me that it was an advantage. And I kindly <laughs> told them that what I bring next week is going to be an advantage and you're not going to like it. And I walked away. The uh, following week, I came through pre-tech because I wanted to show them my beautiful exhaust. <laughs> I, I, I think you were, you were requested at pre-tech. I, I might have been requested. I seem to be requested <laughs> a lot to pre-tech this year. Um, yeah. Which, like I said, I was friends with the tech guys. They just wanted to see me. I got no problem with that. Every week. Every week. <laughs> I got to be friends with someone. Not many people want to be my friends. <laughs> but uh, I went through tech and asked them how my exhaust looked. And they said, I'm not really sure if I like it. And I'm like, well, that's good. I don't really care because it's legal. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be nice. Uh, so that, that made me laugh. But again, I feel like that's where, you know, there's few people that laugh at that. Um, and a lot of people that probably don't find it as funny as I did. <laughs> that doesn't matter to me. <laughs> um, I think another funny moment was the, the first time we decided to go to Flamborough this year. Because um, I think it was, I think it was the first practice day of Delaware or one of the practice days that we we shook the cars down and I don't know I can't remember did we take both in one trailer that day or did we take two that day I think we went separate that time okay so yeah we decided I don't really know what time like 2 30 or 3 o'clock <laughs> yeah. and we're like hey if we leave right now we can make qualifying for Flamborough <laughs> so we loaded up and off to Flamborough. Uh, we unloaded probably 15 minutes before qualifying, unloaded, ran up, got transponders, went out, and I think I qualified first and Chris qualified third or something like that. Um, yeah. So that was just, again, a moment where I find it kind of funny, but I'm sure a lot of people that were there all day practicing <laughs> didn't find it as amusing. <laughs> but I, I can attest to that one. Here. <laughs> that's fair. All I, year is just a lot of fun with this team. I, so. I, I have my uh I have my one of my GoPros in one of in um Cam Thompson's uh bone stock and it was during one of the visits you guys were there. And <laughs> I remember he passed, I think it was Joe I think Joe, you passed him. And I think I can't remember if it was just before the checker flag or just after or whatever. And all and I'm just hearing these like son of a these guys show up. <laughs> I'm sitting there just like laughing, like, oh my God. I cut that out, then I sent it to the cam. <laughs> I just gave him the race part, just sent it to him. But yeah, I, 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 I'm in the same boat as you, Joe. I find really random stuff funny. And like that whole tech thing, I would have found that hilarious. If I was anywhere near it, I probably would have gone running. Like if I heard that, I was like, I'm gone. I'm gone. I couldn't stay. I couldn't stay near you when you said that. Tell, 
tell that to tech it went on for three weeks it was pretty good <laughs> i eventually had to change my exhaust due to safety concerns should have changed your number <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that would be a funny moment we uh so they told me i had to move my exhaust and i asked them where they wanted it moved to and they said they wanted it to come out underneath the seven of my number or behind it. So I, I went ahead and moved it. And then the following week I unloaded and walked over with Chris. And I'm like, we missed a perfect opportunity to really piss off some people because Chris owns a vinyl machine. He's easily pronounced some numbers. I said, we should have just took the 78 off and moved <laughs> it ahead and gone through tech. So we met, we missed that opportunity. If we if we did that, I think that would have by far been my favorite funny moment of the year. <laughs> think about that one for next year. Yeah, yeah. I'll well, just yeah. if they ask to change anything, I gotta sit there and think about it first. Going, going <laughs> with some NASCAR numbers, that's all. <laughs> you you said it had to be coming out behind the seven. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, 78 right on the front you, fender you didn't tell me that it had to, you didn't tell me that it had that i had to move the exhaust you just wanted to move that it had to be behind the number yeah <laughs> so but i missed out on that one but it would it would have been good I'm, again i don't think they would have laughed as much as we did <laughs> I probably had no, no i probably would have had to have the back plan of an exhaust there to <laughs> work but that was uh that was something I think we get from uh, our dad was I feel like he would go through tech and have have stuff ready in the trailer for when they weren't so happy about things. <laughs> That's understandable, though. <laughs> uh, That's what we're here for. Exactly. <laughs> our next one. Next question comes to us from Nicole Givens. This one's for Cassie. Do you prefer a regular pour or a Nicole pour? <laughs> um, you know, I trust Nicole, so I'm going to go with the Nicole pour, but I don't recommend it for anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid to ask, what's a Nicole pour? It's a it's friendly a- portion. A <laughs> full glass. Oh, boy. Half a yeah. bottle each. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the couple hold. Just don't sit beside her beside don't sit beside her at the Delaware banquet. <laughs> <laughs> I made that mistake. Oh boy. Uh our last main question comes to us from Brandon Feeney. Does Phil think I have my winning luck after does Phil think I have winning luck after colors? Yeah, so. Every time Feeney walks over, if I'm in the zero car, he'll put his hand on the hood. And we had a streak for about probably, I don't know, well, it was probably 10 times in a row that Feeney would come over and um, touch my car, Flamborough or Sunset or Peterborough, and I'll win. And this year he came over and did it right as I was going out on the track. And, of course, I the right rear hub let go. And so I think the streak is over. Um, but yeah, you know what, it, uh, it's kind of a running joke. We had a, a rain delay at sunset, uh, last year and, uh, 
we had to go out and drive the track and that. And I came off in between uh, drying the track and he came over and touched the car. And uh, yeah, so it, uh, I think the streak might be over. I don't know if I'll let him touch the car anymore. <laughs> I'll, I'll pay his pit admission to Delaware one week. We'll see. We'll <laughs> test this. You know what? I, I personally think we should get Feeney in a car one night down there. Well, I, at least to come down and touch the 50 hood and see what we can do here. <laughs> you know what? I'm yeah. sure he would too. That guy, he's been traveling a lot lately. I think he, a lot lately, I think he would. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he's got, or if he's had his super stock down to Delaware yet or not, but I don't know if he yeah, made it he, down or not. Yeah, he did for the final uh, quick grace. I think he was. Oh, okay, so I wasn't sure if he traveled with the quick quicks. I couldn't remember. He he I doesn't he run full time because he doesn't have the sponsorship sponsorship for mm-hmm. it. But he did run Peterborough. He ran Sunset, and he I think he did make it out for the final race. Um, uh, for the Great Canadian Weekend down there. Because I remember doing some work, and I remember watch, looking up. It's like, oh look, there's Feeney on the TV. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, guys, that concludes our uh, fan question period. We want to thank everyone for submitting their uh, questions. And, of course, we want to thank uh, the drivers from BT Racing for uh, answering the questions for us. Um, so as we get near here, near, near, sometimes, I trust me, that was just water in my cup here, guys. I've been drinking all night. I'm not, I'm not drunk or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> as we get near the end of the show here, of course, we want to give you guys some time to Thank anyone you guys want to, uh, your sponsors, uh, special people in your life. Um, so now's the chance to do it. And Phil, you're up first. Oh, man, I got to thank them. Um, <laughs> obviously, I've had uh, a few supporters uh, be with me for a long time. Um, called the Cobb Millwrights. Uh, Corey McAllister, obviously. he uh, That family's, you know, they've helped me out the last couple of years. And Nicole as well. and um just a fantastic uh organization to be part of um enneville garage um wellington perforated sheet and plate and uh yeah i gotta thank everybody that helps with the bt uh home hardware came on board at the end i know a local guy um oh man chris is gonna have to help me out he's got so yeah. many I'll try you can uh, do it <laughs> yeah, so, i gotta think here i got no oh, dad's discount auto part supply um I, I never have to say this in victory lane when i'm in the 50 car so i'm not used <laughs> you're to gonna it. next year do it, get so. over it um I'm used to being able to just look at the car do a little walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly but uh obviously um um everybody that helps the bt racing you know there's guys in the pits um that thrash on the cars when we come in and and make sure we're out there for the feature and uh obviously penny um she does so much for, for this group, um, Cassie and Jess and, uh, Mike Howard's always there for a good laugh. Cassie's dad. And well, of course they're sandwiches. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. Um, chef. obviously. Yeah. And then obviously, um, I got to thank Nicole, my wife. Um, if it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't be racing right now or, you know, and, uh, um, it, it's fun this year. Chris built a fantastic car for her and uh, we got to focus on it a little bit more and we got it running good. And 
um, yeah, now she's winning. So I think she might take over my seat here eventually. <laughs> Hopefully sooner than later. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You can still come change tires, Phil. I need Any you. Day. I need you. As long as I get a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mike's department. We'll take care of you. <laughs> All right, Cassie, any sponsors, anyone you want to thank? Um, I'm sure Chris will cover the main ones. <laughs> I thank um, my dad for sponsoring me and helping me with everything, getting me into it, not only Chris. Um, my mom, Jesse, um, Minuteman, dads, my friend Mackenzie, who came out to every single race and took pictures of everyone while I edited them and posted them on social media. Um, and Holly Billy, I'm looking at my hero card. <laughs> and um, Birds Repair and Towing, I think, are the main ones that were really on my car, not anyone else's. All right. Anyone else you want to thank? That's pretty much everyone. All right. Oh, Chris. Oh. And Chris. <laughs> All right, Chris, you're uh, up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had our primary ones. Uh, Jesse Kennedy was the title sponsor for the division, uh, as well as one of our primary sponsors uh, at Dad's Discount Auto Parts. Um, and then we had Flanscape, Auto Fusion, uh, Quarries Tire and Auto. Adam came on board. Uh, I hope he still sponsors us next year when his kid comes to race against us. He He's moving up from junior late models, so... He, uh, he went on a tear there this year and pretty much won a pile of races. So looking forward to him moving up into the bone stocks. Uh, and then I know a local guy, Wilds Printing. Uh, you obviously at Jomo Media. Uh, stickers and Scuffs. Advantage Powder Coating. Uh, McCall Racing. Uh, pretty much any anybody like... We had Dana's Desserts, Short Track Musings. We did a lot with uh, as many local people as we could. Home Hardware was a big one, came on near the end. Um, next year, we're gearing up. Basically, anybody that's local and in the area, we're looking to kind of promote them. Even if we don't do as much on social media, we're going to try and do some local car shows, some local parades, that sort of thing. Um, Basically, all, all, all the crew and the team and the fans that came out and supported us all season. So uh, thank, thanks to everybody involved with our team that made it possible. And uh, looking forward to next year. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. Joe, now your turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Best for last. Yeah. All right. Get the hands up. <laughs> I, I should just try and find the video of the first feature win. Because I, I think that was all six minutes of it. Yeah, I think I nailed uh, again <laughs> all, all the people who support us. So from there, it, it went downhill. That was not downhill. They told me I couldn't take as long. Yeah, usually Other pretty good when you're rate. talked about in the next driver's meeting. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so like Chris said, they're like the main sponsors, Home Hardware, Jesse Kennedy uh, helps a lot. Uh, Adam Corey, uh, definitely 
I, I, I'm sure Adam had a lot of fun with the messages back and forth between him and I over the season. You're uh, horrible. Yeah, I'm horrible. I'm very uh, once I get set in mind of what I'm looking for, I'm, I'm fairly <laughs> determined. And a lot of the time, Adam was in the path of the determination. So uh, I definitely didn't make his job easy, but uh, <laughs> he, he always helped us out and he always tried his best and was obviously just a great guy, great family to, to have involved with us. And I'm excited to see Will move up into the bone stock. And I, I think he's going to get a feature win. Hopefully we can see one this year, but obviously you got to learn and, you know, some people take longer than others. So Phil first. Phil yeah. first. Phil first. <laughs> That's important. Um, obviously, I got to thank my wife and my daughter for coming out and supporting. Um, somehow, Elena would fall asleep a lot of the time during the feature, but uh, she would always seem to be awake for Victory Lane, so that, that seemed to work out. <laughs> I guess she could sense that part. But um, And then uh, Chris and Sarah, obviously, uh, I didn't really have – didn't really have a plan as far as racing went i was i was doing my best to get an apc ride and that didn't really work out and i didn't really didn't really just consider any sort of backup plan because i didn't see what i wanted to do so when the apc ride didn't work out chris and sarah gave me a car to run and just said why not and see where it goes and it definitely was well worth it. We had a lot of fun this year and lots of wins and championships. So I thank them for that. Um, and then obviously Phil, Cassie, everyone on the team, uh, it was always fun working with you guys and just seeing different, uh, different driver opinions is always, always a great benefit to just see, you know, when you have a team like this, you can come what I, come up with quite a few ideas of things to try a lot of the time and for one one driver to try them all it, it might take a whole season so i definitely uh definitely worked having a few guys to say hey try this i don't know if it's gonna work but let me know <laughs> yeah sorry sorry to everybody that had to try one of joe's setups <laughs> welcome to my world hold on <laughs> um and then obviously i think the crew that came out to help, they were, they were always there and, you know, we were always on top of it, just wheels torqued, cars full of fuel, you know, never had to worry about running out of gas or losing a wheel. So it was, it was very helpful that way. I think the only thing I really had to worry about uh, at the track was I always seemed to be fashionably late getting to line up for practice. So, or or showing up to the yeah, track. Some sometimes that happened once or twice. <laughs> but uh, I I always somehow got missed for the window net going up. <laughs> I'd either be sitting there and the crew's watching some of the guys practice, so I'd start pulling away and you know someone whether it was just show up or I always figured if I drive down pit road, someone's going to help me out. But uh, <laughs> it, it typically, I don't think I ever had to go down pit road to get it put up. It, someone noticed in time, <laughs> but that was always funny. Um, but yeah, really just everyone that Chris listed off was a great support for the team and just fun to work with and a good group of people. That's awesome. 
was, like I was almost like another six minutes there. <laughs> I was ready. <laughs> I didn't time it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, guys, I I want to thank each and every one of you guys for uh, joining us this week for the BT Racing Super episode. I think I'm gonna, I think that's what we're gonna label it. Um, and obviously for each one of you guys taking uh, an hour out of you guys' nights for jumping on board with us. Uh, excited to see what all you guys get up to for 2023. Definitely going to be cheering you guys on as long as Roger TV puts on uh broadcast the races some more. I know I'm going to be sitting in my room on a Friday night watching the racing and uh, cheering on uh, everyone from BT Racing. Drinking some water. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. I'm sure you'll be drinking some water with that. <laughs> <laughs> you, usually it's Dr. Pepper and uh, um, Fireball. So <laughs> try D Serona. That's a good I mix heard... with Dr. Pepper. Was there's something else too? I think it was with D Serona and something else, and it tastes like Dr. Pepper. And we tried that a few weeks ago. I just saw that yesterday. Yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Oh, I think it's it's ice. D Serona on ice. (laughs) (laughs) It's always an option. (laughs) Tastes just like Dr. Pepper. Well, notice the difference. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys again for joining us this week for the True North Racing Podcast. Uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy your off season. We'll see you guys in 2023. Um, thank you. All right, guys. That was the gang from BT Racing, Chris, Joe, Cassie, and Phil. We want to thank them for uh, joining us this week on the True North Racing Podcast. I <clears throat> gonna be honest, guys. Afterwards, it was a, it was a little funny. We uh, we chatted for a little while after after uh, after we we got recorded of the session, and some of the stories that we got we we brought up were, were pretty funny. A um, couple things that uh, needed to be mentioned uh, was that uh, Phil will be running full time at Flambrose Speedway next year in a BT Racing prepared car, uh, and they that BT Racing is also having another developmental driver in jesse howard uh jesse was actually hiding off screen throughout i'm gonna assume majority of the episode uh so when we finished recording the 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 interview portion of it she popped up so uh hopefully the next year for them goes really well uh it's gonna be fun sharing them on they've uh they're coming back onto joe media for 2023 which i'm thankful for uh they they do some great work um and of course uh winning a championship in 2023 was or 2022 was pretty uh was pretty pinnacle for the for them and for us uh because uh i like to i i like to brag a little bit um because that's the third championship that a joe media car has won in three years of joe media so who knows what 2023 is gonna bring uh Next time out on the podcast, I had a lot of fun talking to them. They're they're always they're a great group of people. Uh, they uh, <coughs> they're uh, they're they're interesting. I love them. They're uh, uh, man, I don't even know where to begin. They uh. <coughs> 
Oh my god, I'm sorry guys. I'm sorry being coughing. I'm still trying to get over whatever um whatever I had the past couple weeks. Uh it's still bugging me a little bit. Um so I I, I ran out of water, unfortunately, so I'm just trying to finish this up. Uh so it looks like next weekend we are gonna be recording a Christmas special. We won't have <laughs> we won't have any guests on. Uh, but as long as Megan has internet. We will do a, a nice little Christmas special for everyone to get them ready for the holiday season because that's happening right now. I don't know about you guys, but, you know, Christmas is only a few days away. Uh, I'm getting excited for it. I know I'm sure a lot of people else are as well. Um, it's it's a great time. So, yeah, next time up, we're going to be do if we don't do a Christmas episode, we'll be back January 8th. Uh, so if I don't hear from, so essentially if we, if we don't get a chance to do a Christmas episode, that's fine. We'll be back January 8th after the new year. We'll going to have a little Christmas break of our own and start getting ready for a nice little run to, before we get back into the season, uh, before we get back into racing season. Uh, once again, I want to thank VT racing and Chris, Joe, Phil, and Cassie for joining us this week on the true North racing podcast. I do appreciate them very much for coming on i hope they all had a great time uh other than that guys i think that's gonna that's gonna do it for us this week so i want to thank everyone for listening to the true north crazy podcast stay up to date on everything uh with with us with joe media by going and following us on facebook instagram tiktok youtube and twitter don't forget to like comment share and subscribe to keep up to date on all the latest content from joe media and promotions i'm john morrison we'll see you guys next week bye now True North Racing, let's go.